Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Live from Indianapolis, this is continuing coverage of the 2022 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. Hey, it wouldn't be a remote broadcast six hours away from our studio if we didn't have at least one hiccup. A little hiccup, that's nothing, yeah, though. That's all right. Big shout out to our boy Jacob back in the studio getting us back on air here. Sorry about that quick little drop. But we are live on Radio Row. The bench press going on in the background. If you hear some commotion, a reminder, our combine coverage here brought to you First National Bank, member FDIC. Let's get started. Matt, that was a fun first hour of the show there. I mean, you and I just guessed, buzzed through three guests. It was phenomenal, right? And I, yep. you know, I mean, geez, now maybe we have to actually talk to each other for a few minutes here. <laughs> yeah, sit back and actually we have more guests possibly coming on. We do, day, yeah. We'll have we'll, about hour. 40 minutes from now, we'll have Laura Rutledge of ESPN yeah, on. Right. which will be cool. You saw her last night hosting a lot of that, uh, the combine coverage on She's ESPN. She's very dialed in. That's it's phenomenal. Um, yeah. That was uh, Bernard Raymond, Raymond from uh, Central Michigan doing benching in the background. He's so one of the you, guys I'm interested in. Yeah. You know, we talked to Tony about him a little. He didn't seem super high on him. Mixed opinions, but I, I think there's a lot to like there. He moves really well. Uh, tight end turn tackle. He's a little older from Austria. He's a little late to the game in this football thing. You know, right, picked it up right, late in the right. late, and then and then COVID didn't help his you know uh, acquisition to the states either. But boy, I don't know that he gets out of the first round. I mean, he's a really athletic guy. Hypothetical scenario for you then. He's there. Penning's there. Both at twenty. Which way would you lean? I think I prefer. I think they're very different in that Raymond's more of a zone mover, lighter. Penning. I always him a heel from WWE. He, he's, the junk, he's the junkyard dog. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. He is a nasty finisher. I worry Penning's going to get scooped up by the Ravens. I mean, he, he's one of those perfect. One of those where right, you're always right, like, right. yeah. Yeah, that guy would fit there really well. And that is, <laughs> I know you said that the other day, talking about how you'd love to see like a 30 for 30 with Ozzie Newsome and Kevin Colbert one day. and just if they truth, could be honest. Just truth sear them, both of them. And right. how often were you looking at how, how many times you were gonna take Max Williams. did they you know, take right, the guy right, yeah. that, that you wanted? Uh, and they're always picking around relatively the, the same area for the most part. It feels like we've talked a lot about tackles because yeah. we know that's a need Steelers. We, sure. we, we, we've discussed Linderbaum a little bit at center. Mm-hmm. Any guards in this class that you feel could be a fit for the Steelers? Maybe, you know, yeah. specifically like, Day one, first round, or early day two. There's, I, I, I'm going to do more work on the depth guys there, but there are two that really stand out in a big way. Green from A and M. He's 320 pounds. He's big a wide body guy. Played with Dan Moore. Um, he's played some tackle, but really he would just plug right in as your right guard. Hopefully for the next ten years. Yeah. You know, I mean, he certainly has masher quality. He moves well in space, too. He can hit smaller objects if he's out pulling or getting to the second level. Very impressive. I mean, I hate the word. So I just use a cliche that I hate to use. You know, he's going to play for 10 years. <laughs> I mean, he could, he could you know, blow out an ear. I mean, sure, who the heck sure. knows? I mean, nobody right, knows right, right. those things. But he does seem like a really, you know, immediate starter that should hit. 
So does Zion Johnson from Boston College. And the first thing that stood out with me was this guy looks like a 300-pound running back. There's, like, no fat on his body. He's got these big, strong calves and lower body in general. Um, he played some tackle at Boston College. That's not what he is. It's not a great center draft, so the Senior Bowl had him snap quite a bit that gotcha. week for gotcha. the first time really in his life. And he looked pretty good at it, but it's just one more thing to add to his you know repertoire. Maybe, um, you know, just from a Steeler perspective, if by chance they're going to leave Green at center, put John guard, and if Green flounders, maybe you could flip him. You know, right, I mean, right. at least you would, that is some appeal where Green's not going to ever play center, but Zion probably could. Um, but again, I think both of them are pure guards and really good ones. You know, I mean, first round type guys. Speaking of Green, I'm I'm sure you've had this conversation with Dale because you guys talk to each other more than you speak to your own wives. Wow, yeah, by far. Uh, you and I, though, and we see each other a lot at, at work and in the hallways and things mm-hmm. like that, but in terms of getting on the microphone, it's really probably only here in training camp that you and I actually chop it up. What's your take on Kendrick Green and the conversation about moving him to guard? See, I thought I'll – be, I'll just be very honest. I, I mean, well before Roethlisberger came out and said, boy, he'd be a really good guard. Dale and I had mentioned that several times, you know, that a rookie center is asked to do it's a, a tough It's a really to, tough yeah. position. I mean, the pounceys, the Creed Humphreys, they're, they're, rare. they're rare. They're 100% rare. And a lot of it's even mentally just seeing the game and Being making long calls and, and yeah. your left guard is five different dudes and Trey Turner comes late to the mix. And, you know, I mean, Dale's brought this up a couple times. Maybe it goes a little better if the Castro, that rocket right guard that they had planned, you know, he can at least lead the line and him and Ben would communicate like they have for right. a million years. Right. Um, and frankly, you know, Green played a lot more guard than center at Illinois. But I love them coming out of school. I love the pick. I'm not going to go back on that at all. And a lot of it's because his explosion, um, the way he gets off the ball, the way he hunts for contact, gets downfield. And... And and I would often not excuse his play at center, but it was obvious big, heavy guys gave him a lot of problems. Sure. And I think the obvious answer was, well, he's not big enough. He's not strong enough. And that's not the case, in my opinion. I mean, I, I think it's more technique. It's more when you're – he comes out of his stance too high after snapping where you didn't see that at guard. And, you know, he could be better with his hands. He could sink his hips a little bit better because strength, his traits – don't worry me. To me, those are his strengths, whether it's center or guard. And then, you know, Max Starks really took to another level, to be yeah. very honest. And that's yeah. you know, why great offensive line insight. And he really said he's really poor with his snap hand, hmm. which makes all the sense in the world, too. You know, you snap with your right hand. It's between your legs. And you got to be so unbelievably quick to get it from here to there. That's a long distance when there's a stud over, you know, you're, you're you know, over your nose Absolutely. or, Absolutely. and he's a hundred percent right. That became very obvious. The teams knew these things. So they're attacking his right side, you know, when a, 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 a Minnesota. Uh, exactly. Exactly. So if he doesn't correct that, he can't be a center, you know, my hunch is that's what he's working on with Pouncey right now. Right. You know, so right. I do know, People in the organization have pretty much said they think he's a center. So we can say anything we want, but they still think he's going to be a good center. And I understand that. The one thing that gives me pause is I, I looked this up a couple weeks ago. You know, when, when Ben had talked about him playing guard. Right, right, right. He'd be the second of last year. He'd mm-hmm. have been the second smallest starting guard in the NFL. Only Shaq Mason 
Yeah, and Mason's actually a strange one because he's very short for a guard. So he's a thick, strong, athletic guy, but he probably doesn't weigh a ton because he's shorter, right. you know? Right. That doesn't particularly worry for you. But I will say without question, I don't 100% know what they want from their individual linemen. Do, do they want mashers that are heavy-footed or they want active guys? More finesse, yeah. Yeah, Canada one. What's the system really build around from that position? I'm not 100% sure, you know, so we'll see. We will see indeed, and that's what makes this all so much fun. Live on Radio Row, we're going to get our break clock back on here. we got some more guests coming up for you in this hour. Uh, Dale Lawley will join us at noon as well, too. We'll give Matt a little bit of a break. We're going to play some host musical chairs here today, fellas, as it's just the three of us left. You got Euler, you got Williamson, you got Lolly for six hours today and three hours tomorrow. I hope you like it because you're going to get plenty of it. We're going to take a break. We'll have Laura Rutledge of ESPN at the bottom of the hour. More guests to come as well, too. So don't you dare go into more conversation about last night, some of the measurements that come out today as well, too. A reminder, our combine coverage brought to you by First National Bank. Let's get started. Member FD. I see live at the Indiana Convention Center in beautiful Indianapolis, Indiana on a row. Our coverage of the 2022 NFL Scouting Combine continues next on SNR. Life's an adventure and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Live Indianapolis, this is continuing coverage of the 2022 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. Back on SNR on Radio Row, all of our coverage here, everything we're doing this week presented by First National Bank. Let's get started. Member DIC, our plethora of great guests today Keep continue. Coming. Keep on coming, man. Rolling Absolutely. through some studs. Absolutely. Uh, with a familiar name for, for a lot of people in Pittsburgh and, and on this network, John Ledger. Um, I believe it, that is correct, right? You used yeah. to, to do stuff with SNR. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've done stuff with lots of different places in Pittsburgh, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I think the first time and, I met you in person was yeah. at Steeler Training Camp. Yeah, you know, Matt and, we, and I had a rockin' podcast. We had a podcast going yeah. together there at one go. point. Absolutely. There we go. So yeah. you've had the nights at Sharky's and all that, oh, yeah. that different tomfoolery that we get into. Uh, John Ledger, Tampa Bay Bucks and NFL Draft Reputer Report. Thanks for joining us here, man. Absolutely. I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, What's going on with the Steelers? I mean, I know you want to ask me questions, but right, right. what's going on with the Steelers? What's going on with my hometown team here, it, man? It's not an easy one to discuss, that's yeah. for sure. I mean, obviously it starts with quarterback, but they're on a GM search, and a lot of guys are up and no bend, and obviously yeah. there's no, there's cap space. That's a weird thing for Steeler right. Nation to deal with, too. So it might be the most fun offseason that yeah. we can remember for the Steelers. You know, crucial yeah. one, too. Certainly eventful and lots of big decisions that need to be made. And yeah. So- it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with Pittsburgh and all those positions, I think. And you think about a team being in the position they're in, they typically aren't coming off of the playoffs, but somehow they got there. It's amazing. T.J. Yeah. Watt and Cam Hayward yep. how they got there. It was Bomblin. it's fun yeah. to watch, but I don't know how they will to improve some of these other spots. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and let's start with the one that is the big conversation piece. Obviously, for the first time in almost two decades, you got a question about who the QB1 is going to be going into the season for the Steelers. John, it seems 
there's two factions of, of Steelers fans on this. The first is kind of what you just alluded to a little bit. You've got Cam Hayward. You've got TJ Watt. You've got yeah. Mega Fitzpatrick. You can't waste years with those guys. You've got to go and get a Mitch Trubisky, Garoppolo, whoever, Jameis Winston, somebody with some veteran experience in the league. And then there's the other half of, of, you know, the fan base of Steeler Nation who says, you know, you had your, you got your guy in Ben 18 years. We want that similar thing again. We want to bring in a rookie who's going to be able to grow here and be here for, for two decades. Do you have an opinion on that? Or does it literally just I mean, does it just have to be how free agency plays out, how the draft falls to you and all those dominoes before you pick? I don't think you can let anybody accelerate your process with the quarterback like you to be in love with the quarterback that you take. Okay, we did something you're just going to do what the Broncos did this past year, right? Which is put right. themselves lower right. in the draft order, but still not do anything that actually helps them as a team moving forward. You know, mm-hmm. you knew Bridgewater wasn't going to get you where he needed to go, right, right, yet right. they still pay him what they pay him. You know, it's such a better idea in my mind to build the rest of the roster. If the quarterback's not there, do your due diligence. Look at the options, but look at the draft for sure. But if the guy isn't there that you think is, is able to right now or can someday be able to, Get you to the Super Bowl. That's the goal. Right? Like, that's what the Pittsburgh Steelers are have to be about. It can't just be like good enough. Or, you know, yeah, good enough. Right, like right, no right. offense, but like Ben Roethlisberger last couple of years was, it's enough. You know, it's enough. Mm-hmm. But that's not what the team need. Like this is a team with a defense and some defensive pieces, and probably even a couple offensive pieces. Although they obviously need more. Um, that are it, it, they could be they could be contenders in a few years if they play their cards right at that position. But they have kind of dragged their feet in doing that, and they've let this thing run out with Mason Rudolph, and they've gotten a guy like Dwayne Haskins, who, you know, there's just not much optimism that those guys could be answered. So they need to find that answer. And if it doesn't exist this offseason, then build the rest of the roster. Because chances are it's going to next draft, and you won't be that great, but that's okay. Like, you'll have the opportunity. I'm not saying tank. I'm just saying the answer isn't there. Quarterback, don't waste money on somebody who's not going to be the answer long term. Wait and be patient and find that guy, if, even if it's a next year's draft. Yeah, I like a lot of what you said there, and a lot of that applies to the team that you cover with Tampa, but they won a Super Bowl two years ago, so everything's worth it from this point on. I mean, that's the goal. They reached it. Is Brady really retired? (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Who's going to be their quarterback? They got about 100 free agents. You know, what's going on in Tampa? Yeah. And what's different, too, is there's no Bengals or Ravens in that division. Right. (laughs) I mean, that's a bad division. Right, right. That's a division very much in transition with almost yeah. all the teams now with the Bucks, even in their situation. You know, I think they kind of did exactly what I'm suggesting. They, a lot of people said Jameis isn't the guy after year four. Mm-hmm. But they said, guess what? He's our best option for year five. That's We looked at the options that are on the table. He's the best option we can get for year five. So they ran it back with him. They didn't make the playoffs, but they built the rest of the roster up. They got another great draft. They right. focused on other positions. Tristan Wirfs. A lot, yeah, yeah, a lot of guys. Right. Were, yeah, yeah. A lot of people thought they were going to go get another quarter, try and get another quarterback and try and – they didn't like them, so they stayed where they were. They did what they needed to do. They traded back. They got Vita Vey. They added extra pick. With that extra pick, they took Carlton Davis. Like They did things like that. Built mm-hmm. the rest of the roster. They were patient. The opportunity came. They nabbed a Brady. Now, you're not always going to nab a Brady. I get that. Of course. But, but boy, he picked that spot yeah, because, of, because the of the roster they built. Yeah. Exactly. Right, 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 right. I, I don't think enough people recognize that. It wasn't like Brady came in there and they transformed. They were coming off a quarterback who turned the ball over 40 times mm-hmm. in a year. That just cannot you can't you win can't games. Win. They were still win, like right. seven and nine. Like right. they were, they that was a very a good games. team, like, and a very good defense. Right. Yeah, and they were a young secondary. All those guys were either on rookie or second year deals in that secondary, and they obviously added to it the next year in the draft with Antoine Winfield. So they built it the right way, and they focused on key positions in the draft, and they waited and they waited and they got their quarterback. And I think that's what they're going to do moving forward. I do think Brady is really retired. Yeah. I don't buy into all the rumors that are out there. Brady was never going to retire without a million rumors that being out there. Right. <laughs> that was right, never right, going right, to happen. Right. Like it's Brady. We have to talk 
talk about him until like I it's can't been see three him years. going to San Francisco. <laughs> right. you know, uh, it's right. just yeah, it, it, it's very far fetched to me. He loved his time in Tampa, contrary to what a couple people may have tried to stir up. He loved his time in Tampa, and the relationship there with the players and coaches was was one of the strong points. I think why Tampa Bay would be like, man, leave this door open if you want to come back and change your mind. And I know everybody's reacting to what Brady said, but Brady is has, is in a no win situation. If he says, "I'm totally done with football," <laughs> straight up, what what happens if in July he's like, or June he's like? I gets really want to play again. Like I'm genuine. I'm a human being. I really want to play football again. Like I've done it for well, years. He's making Giselle crazy. Like yeah. get out of here. Yeah. Like I love it. And she's like, you know what? You're not the same without football. Like I know you still have that itch. And she encourages him to get back out there. Now he's done Brett Favre. He said, I'm yeah, fully yeah, done. Right, right. And now everybody's like, this guy can't make me waffles every year. <laughs> now he's just saying like, I'm done. But like, I'm, but like, I don't know what's going to happen in June or July. Like, I don't know exactly how I feel, but I'm very committed to retirement. But you know, all these things like, I just don't know what's going to happen. He's earned that. But but he can't say either way. Like, either way, there's going to be something that happens. That's why I said we're never going to avoid rumors. But I do think it'll be Trask and Gabbard for the Bucs unless another better option presents themselves. Right now, they want to be aggressive, but Deshaun Watson's not a real option. Russell Wilson's not asking for trade. Rodgers is going back to Green Bay. Cousins and Carr aren't available. Ryan's not getting traded within the division. So you don't what feel are like options? a Garoppolo or Wentz or something uh, like Garoppolo, that. Garoppolo, right. terrible fit for the system, plus giving up assets for that is rough. Yeah. Wentz. Just terrible. And so I don't know. <laughs> right. That's kind of our thoughts with the Steelers. Yeah, too. Like right. I'm not giving up a draft pick and exactly. cap space yeah. for those guys. Right. You know, right. Do you see any of the quarterbacks in this class as that guy? I mean, that's no. the, that's the sixty four thousand yeah. dollar question, right? right? Matt knows. I'll be brutally honest. Like most sure. of the time, like no, I don't see them as that guy. But I do think Malik Willis has talent, and it could, you know, if you take him, at least you've said we believe we can develop somebody. We believe he can develop into that. He's very talented. He has so much athleticism and is so elusive that he could have a bad process for a while, kind of like Lamar Jackson when he started his career. Right, right, like, right. right. There, it wasn't all perfect his first year as a, when he was playing. I, I wouldn't even say as a starter because Flacco started a lot of the year. But when he was playing, um, you know, he, he didn't have necessarily a perfect process every snap, and he's improved from that point. But he still got good results because he had his legs. He could make something out right, of nothing right, even right. after he'd screwed up the read or whatever. And so I think – I think Willis absolutely Willis. could do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He could – if you have a great team around him, he could kind of keep you in the fight. But the real thing you have to determine is personality. I mean, look at Josh Allen. Like, he he was so far from what he is now. But they drafted the guy and the personality and the drive and the leadership and all that was in place. I love talking to Malik Willis. I think he's hilarious and he's just refreshingly genuine. There's no, like, superfluousness about him or anything like that. I enjoy him a lot. You know, teams are going to have to put him through another microscope of, sure, of, sure. of, is he the alpha? Can he take control of the locker room? All that kind of stuff. But um, I'm encouraged by him, I think, genuine to, in relationship to what the rest of the quarterback class is. Much more so than the other five for four. Or I think so. I mean, Me yeah. I don't, Sam Howell, like, I'm just not sure. Like, he can't be – he's not as athletic as well, so he can't he, – he is athletic, but he's not as athletic as Wilson that he can get himself out of all these bad spots. And he's just constantly putting himself in bad spots in the pocket. Like, he needs – like, the pocket presence has to improve, and obviously there's accuracy concerns. So, I mean, he's talented. Yo, Kenny Pickett, I know he's the local guy and everybody gets excited about him. Like the hand size thing is out there. And I I have opinions on that for sure. But I, I don't know if I see the upside with Kenny Pickett um, to be what I think we would like in a franchise quarterback. And if you don't have upside, if you're going to be an Andy Dalton at your ceiling, where does that leave you as an organization? It's good. Andy Dalton's you know, he's solid. But, right. He's had a great career. He's a multimillionaire. Yeah. I mean, he's but, done a lot of good but, things. Right. But he That's my concern with Pickett, too. And even to take it a step further, it's like, okay, it's year three, it's year four. He's good, winning games. Do I want to give him forty million? You know, like I I want 
boy, I want to give Malik Willis $40 million right now. I can't wait to do it. Yeah. You know, and he I don't think they can ever Willis, be that guy. Right, right, right. But right, I don't right. know if you'll ever be there with Pickett. Right, right. I just don't know they can get that excited about him when that time comes. Right, I agree with you. John Ledger with us here on SNR. Fellow Yinzer covers the Bucks in the draft for the Pewter Report. Um, wide receivers last night. A lot of guys skyrocketing up the board. Yeah. Um, a lot of really impressive times last night. It feels like that's a group that always, you know, aside from the Jamarses and the guys that are, are nailed on top five, top ten picks, a lot of guys elevate their stock this week. Right. Is that a group that feels like, man, day two, especially probably early, a lot of those guys are going to come off the board? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we've even seen in good wide receiver classes lately, guys fall down the board. Wide receivers fall down the board. They go in the second round. So I think you will see some of these guys go in the second round, even after good testing, some of the higher, na- bigger names. Um, but, you know, it was, it was just a funny 40 in general. You were like, what? How? These 40s can't be real. And then they weren't, <laughs> they weren't real. Like half of the times got diminished, but they were still really good times. So you just felt disappointed, even though it's yeah. one of the fastest wide receiver classes ever. So it was just kind of a weird evening, I think, with the results there. But uh, yeah, I think that uh, this is a good class of wide receivers. I'm not sure one of these guys will be, and they'll be looked dumb. One of these guys will end up being really good. But as they pro, pro profile right now, I see like a lot of good number twos and mm-hmm. good pieces of an offense. I don't know if I see like a DK Metcalf or an sure. AJ Brown or somebody who comes out and does that kind of, that kind of production overall. But there are good players. Traylon Burks didn't have a great day yesterday, uh, but he's two twenty five running fives. That's pretty good. Um, There's not, know, a not a lot of big guys in this. Not a lot of big guys. Yeah, like and so that's impressive. Drake London did not run. Some people like him as wide receiver one. I've been told pretty reliably by a couple people that he's not, he wouldn't have, he's not, was never going to run here because it wasn't going to be pretty in terms of his 40. And that's easy for me to believe watching him on tape. So we'll see what happens there at his pro. I mean, pro day, you could get your juice number, but um, I think there's, there's uh, some hurdles left for him to clear. So it's a, it's a very good class. There's definitely guys that can help you. It's all about what system you run and how guys fit into that system. I think. What's your thoughts on the tackles as a whole? It seems like a pretty good class. Steelers at 20, they're not getting Neal, they're not yeah, getting Cross, they're not getting Ekwanu, but they could be in the hunt for the next group in the first round or day two guys. Are, are there yeah. any names that are kind of exciting to you? Trevor Penning's quickly becoming yeah. a Steeler favorite. I, I don't know if he'll say, get there, yeah. Right, uh, he might get there. I think he'll get there. I think he'll be on the board. Um, you know, there's some good inside with him. I need to watch more of his tape for okay. sure before I finalize his great. Lots of penalties. Um, right, right, there's right. the aggressiveness that's good. I think technically there's still a, a good ways to go. Can they get him there? Um, taking a lot of raw guys, it's hard when you're not drafting as high as you, you know, your team talent probably indicates you should be. Mm-hmm. Like if they were drafting 10, which is, you know, they might have a chance at cross. I think yeah, they'd have yeah. a good chance, but they're drafted at 20. Um, so that changes things when a couple of results could have been uh, a different slot in the draft order. So miss out on the top three tackles and i'm not sure i would take you know bernard raymond gets that hype he's gonna be an older player in the nfl there's still some rawness there he was kind of off the radar until this past year and then kind of at at an older age than a lot of guys he went up against kind of erupted a little bit and so there's promise there with some of those guys but i you know i worry about those guys when when you're a team that hasn't developed uh, like kind of um raw players on the offensive line in recent years. I think you need to be very careful about targeting those types of players. Not every staff in the league, in fact, most staffs, so it's a can't develop raw offensive line. We see those picks go to waste all the time. Sure. So you need to be very careful about assessing your own staff, knowing what their strengths and weaknesses are, and then make sure you pair players staff that makes sense. That does make sense. Steelers obviously need to retool, rebuild both sides of the football in the trenches. 
not the greatest defensive tackle class, but do, is, is there anyone that stands out to you as potential value there, maybe on, on day number two for the Steelers to, to add some depth behind guys like Hayward and Tyson Alualu and everyone optimistically hoping Stephon Tuitt as well, too? Yeah, I mean, obviously, if Tua comes back, that's, it might, a, that's a big one. Right, that'll be yeah. a big one. And so, you know, we'll kind of, that's been one of the weirder situations in the league in terms of trying to figure out how that spot is progressing for them. But I mean, I think they like some of the guys. I think they like some of the guys they have, too. So I don't know whether it'll be because they have other needs. I have, you know, if Montrevious Adams is, is proving some things. And so there could be some answers among their current group, too. But you're right. Definitely a situation that the limitations of the group were exposed, especially because we know they're going to rotate to some degree. And, you know, you've got a situation with Tyson Alulu. You've got situations with Adams. You've got situations with Chris Wormley that need to kind of be figured out this offseason, obviously. But I think this class is decent as you get down. You know, there are. Travis Jones, Jordan Davis types that are very much run stuffers. Yeah, yeah. That right now probably aren't going to give you much on passing downs. And oh boy, Davis, the run defense was bad. Yeah, Ooh, yeah I know. Right. So maybe that's the maybe that's the answer. Maybe you look for a true nose. Can you get one in the third round where you don't have to use? That would be ideal. That would be great. Some, uh, it looks like there's it. some depth guys, but yeah. they're not Jordan Davis. Right. Or, you know, right, guys. right. Yeah. So maybe it's about figuring out what do you need. Do you need do you need 15 to 20 snaps? Because if you need that, then don't take one in the second round. Get mm-hmm. get somebody who can give you 15 to 20 but get him in the, later in the draft. So that's how I'd address it. But there's guys that could fit for them for sure. I think Devontae Wyatt will be the first guy off the board probably. He's supposed to test out of this round. world. I think he'll test yeah. very well, yeah. And then you'll see Davis and Jones just go wherever he'd run stuffers. I actually think Travis Jones has more upside than Jordan Davis. Who Really? I, I think there's more potential there to be a pass rusher. Jordan okay. Davis is a more complete player, a more solid run defender right away. But I think, yeah, that's how I see those guys. And then there's your wild cards. I mean, DeMarvin Leal is – a play, 280 to 80, 285 pounds in college. That's very rare. You can see the athleticism. Hopefully he tests well. We'll see. But he's a guy that you're going to have to figure out who he is as a person. But the Steelers, they love to take those guys who, you know, have this, all this athleticism and we'll figure out the rest and kind of have these enigmatic personalities is how he's been described. And so that stuff won't scare them off like well other teams. The last thing I have to ask you about is last segment, we were just talking about Kendrick at center. Is he a guard? Is he a center? He really struggled as a rookie. Before free, I mean, week 15, I started looking at the free agents going, what about Ryan Jensen in Pittsburgh? Yeah. I'm sure the Bucks don't want him to move on at all, but he's a former AFC North guy, leader, nasty. I mean, he would bring a lot to a young line. I mean, he should be at the top of their list. Now, there's there's always concerns, right? I mean, Ryan Jensen's going to be third on in May. Mm-hmm. He has not missed a game with the Bucks. So the last four years, he has not missed a game. But he played through injuries last two years. With his style of play at 31, there are concerns about right. whether his body will hold up right, long-term. Right, right. Yeah, for sure. He was one of those guys that will play until he drops, so I don't think you have to worry about that. He'll play through, still play well. And he's gotten better every year. Like He just had mm-hmm. his best season. Um, and so that's a, a, a good sign for him. But there are still the concerns with paying an offensive lineman, especially what he's going to need to be paid. Like he wants, Yeah, right, right. He's I top of the market. Right. He wants top of the market money. Like He wants to be in the conversation with Frank Rag now at 13 and a half mil bucks sign him. They made him the highest paid center in the league at the time, 10 and a half mil. Frank Ragnow, 13 and a half mil is the highest paid center in the league. Now that's the kind of money he's going to be one. So you have to gauge all of those things. Mm-hmm. There's no question in the short term, it would help a ton. I mean, he's a leader. He's a culture changer. He is incredibly physical and aggressive and nasty. Steelers fans would welcome it. It would be a breath of fresh air, but that fresh air could be out the door if he gets hurt in year yeah. one and then isn't the same in year two, and then Steelers the body's young. aging. And, line is so young, though, they yeah. could use somebody to look up to, you know, it's, a leader of that right. room. It's know? tricky. He'd be he'd feeling great if he could stay healthy and keep his level of play up, but it's a risk at 31. John Ledger, 
Pittsburgh native, now down in the Sunshine State, covering the Bucks in the NFL Draft for Pewter Report. Always a blast, man. Thanks for your time. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for me. I appreciate it. We're going to take a break here. We'll be back from Radio Row inside the Indiana Convention Center. Our ongoing coverage of the 2022 NFL Combine continues on SNR. Live from Alex, this is continuing coverage of the 2022 NFL Combine on Steelers Nation Radio. All of our coverage here this week, live from the Indiana Convention Center on Radio Row, brought to you by First National Bank. Let's get started. Member FDIC, Wesley Euler, Matt Williamson with you here for about 10 more minutes before we turn things over. Well, Matt's going to step out for a little bit. Dale Lolly will step in. Dale and I will go from noon until 2, and then you'll have Dale and Matt to bring you home from two until four. It's the trio of Lolly, Williams, and Euler here for the rest of the Bringing week. Bringing it on home. Yeah. Bringing it on home. And in just a, a few minutes from now, uh, another guest. Is that one? There's, <laughs> there's always a connection. Uh, another guest, uh, Laura Rutledge from ESPN, is going to join us here uh, just momentarily. I believe she's finishing up a television interview over there. Um, so we'll, we'll continue to have the guests. We'll break down some numbers from last night and some measurements that are coming in here today. Um, and this is, you know, Getting into last night's always the prom king's workout, right? Yeah, right, right. Quarterbacks, right, right. wide receivers, but I'm I'm People very I'm, I'm, yeah, right. I'm really excited to see both sides of the trenches here in the next day or two. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, and it's very Steeler relevant. And I, I thought John had some really good comments about don't go get a quarterback unless you're in love with them, you know, That's, and at least going all in on them. In the meantime, you know, I, I didn't plan on going down that road with him, but. Dale and I used to talk about this a lot when Jameis Winston was with the Bucs was it, this is a good team and not all Winston's fault, but all the turnovers gave those guys no chance to succeed. But there's a reason Brady, who wasn't courted by only one team, looked at Tampa and said, wow, I like that infrastructure. And as John said, I don't think Tom Brady's coming available next offseason. Right. But things change really weird around the league in Absolutely. 100%. I mean, if you build a really good foundation especially with both lines of scrimmage it would be a really interesting destination if something like that comes about again who's to say you know wilson rogers have been right. looming for years right. and who's the next one you know so uh, i think that all in all is probably the best approach i think so too. you know right focus on these big people that'll be running and jumping and stuff these next couple of days too and, and i think the important thing about that matt i think a lot of steelers fans hear that and they panic that doesn't mean that this team's going to fall off a cliff no, that right, doesn't mean right. that they're going to go out there next year and go four and thirteen. I mean, Tomlin's press pot, press talk, or uh, you know, pep talks before the game are to be like, go out and you know, see if you can keep it close. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're still going to be competitive. Yes. I mean, and, and this league's crazy. I forget who we were talking to yesterday. Um, might even been the Cincy people. Just get in the get in the playoffs. Be running. The Bengals, you know, as we sure, talked. They, they were 10 and 7 in the regular season. It's not like they were world beaters. They weren't a juggernaut. And, you know, uh, Mike Tanier mentioned, you know, they got the Raiders and then they got the Titans. They played their best football at the right stayed time. Stayed healthy and yep. they end up in the Super Bowl. You know I mean? So we, that's not uncommon in this league. You, know, you get a good draw and things go well. And the Steelers are always going to be relevant. You know, I mean, they're going to be in the hunt. They're going to be hard to play. So 
by no means is anyone conceding 2021. Right. You and I, I a lot of fans view it that way when it's, oh, it's going to be Mason Rudolph. Or even if it's one of these, you know, Mitch Trubisky, Jameis Winston. Right, right. That's not enough to compete with with Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson in the division and, and Herbert and Allen and Mahomes around the AFC. Sure. But things can change very quickly. Very quickly. You build a nest up. You wait till, I believe Greg Cosell said this uh, with us a couple of days ago, when you're single, every potential dating partner seems great. Right. That doesn't mean you want to spend the next 40 years but with that her. Doesn't, you know, right? That doesn't mean right. that you want to get married to him just because maybe you haven't been on a date for a while. you got to wait for the right one. 100%. Or else you'll end up having an ugly breakup. You set yourself back even more. And and I think that's that's got to be the, the mantra for the next, you know, 12 to 16 months here. Yeah. And, and hey, I'm not even dismissing that Willis or Pickett or Corral or any of those guys could be that right one. You know, I, I mean, I'm not saying there's no quarterbacks here that are ever going to be good, you know, but right. it, you right. have to find the one you love and really commit to it and be all in and build around that player. But in the meantime, build up the infrastructure that'll work for whatever quarterback you happen to put in there. You know, so I think that makes a lot of sense to me. And, um, you know, this is a smart organization. They're, they're going to be replacing their general manager, but I don't think philosophically things are going to change a whole heck of a lot. No, I agree with that one. Joining us now, another live on Radio Row on SNR, Laura Rutledge of ESPN. Laura, how you doing? I'm great. How are you guys? Fantastic. Fantastic. Great to have you. Hey, jinx. Uh, big- <laughs> that was a great jinx. <laughs> you owe each other a Coke. We, we do a lot of this radio stuff together. Yeah, we, right? we, we talk to each other more than our wives, I think. <laughs> uh, last night, a big one in primetime, quarterbacks, yeah. wide receivers. What was your biggest takeaway from everything we saw last night? Man, the speed of that receiver class is unbelievable. Really and is. I, I think it, it's funny because you guys know, sometimes you you watch 40s from the stands and you think, oh, wow, that guy looked fast and it's like a four or five. You could tell a difference in how speedy those guys really are. And I think, you know, covering a lot of these guys in college, we knew how good Chris Olave is, right? But I personally didn't expect him to run that fast. He's one of the best route runners in the class. But to have that speed, come, and I'll put this out there too, if we had Jameson Williams running, he might have had the fastest of all of them. Yeah, so, them all. Yeah, right, right. you know, it, it, it is really, um, it's really remarkable to see. I, I think there's been so much conversation around the defensive ends right at the top of the class some of these offensive linemen and rightfully so but to look at the talent of this receiver class is is really really cool I mean they, they could be record-breaking I think at the end of the day kind of said last year yeah, and, and yeah. that's been proven in a lot of ways so that's that's exciting to me it, it sure seemed like one after another after another I yeah. mean it was really impressive just the the volume of the speed guys in Pittsburgh all the talk of course is quarterbacks you know I mean Ben here going to the Hall of Fame someday are you getting any vibe of the quarterback carousel around the league and specifically in Pittsburgh? I mean, yeah. any insight would be great, Man. but boy, it's hard to, hard <laughs> to unpeel it. I, I, that's a good way to put it. I mean, you know, every day on NFL live, we're like putting a different quarterback on the Steelers because, yeah. because we're trying to figure the same thing out that you guys are. And it, you know, I, th- I think there's so many intriguing ideas, right? Like I love the idea of Russell Wilson in, in Pittsburgh and, and who doesn't sure. you know, it'd be such a, such a neat fit. And, but, but it's like, is that happening? Probably not. You know, Pete it, Carroll it, might not be as fond of it exactly, as we are. Exactly, right, right? right? And sorry, Pete, if you're listening <laughs> right now. Um, but, but you know, it, that seems that seems uh, mm-hmm. is, is probably the best way to put it. And so we're, we have such a unique quarterback draft here because I, I believe, as much as we talk about, well, none of these guys are franchise guys, you know, somebody's going to come out of this class and we're going to say, wow, we underestimated this guy. And yep. that, that may sound like an obvious statement, you know, well, yeah, sure, somebody. But maybe it's Malik Willis and, and maybe the Steelers say, Let's take a chance on this guy. You know, I think he's the most interesting quarterback in this class. Um, 
he is a developmental project. And and do you want to take that on right when when you look and you say, hey, we can actually go ahead and win now if we sure. can get a quarterback that would that would be ready to go. Um, you know, that's where Kenny Pickett comes in. And 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 for me, if I'm the Steelers and I have an opportunity to take him, I do. Um, because I think that he is the most pro-ready. And even if it's a long-term, long-term solution, at least maybe it gets you to a point where you say, you've got Najee Harris, who's such a beast, one of my favorite players of all time. You have some weapons. You've got some defensive skills obviously you've got some really good guys on the defensive side you can kind of fortify a lot of the rest of the draft too and see what you do next year you know and and then and then kind of go from there um and and I realize people say well why it sounds like you're saying you waste a first round pick I don't think it's that because I I do think Kenny Pickett can be successful long term but you never know what the quarterback market look like next year or the year after that's where we're just in a bit of a limbo right now and yet it could all change in a snap and so um I'm really interested to see what the Steelers do. It's, it's one of our favorite topics on NFL Live. Is we, we're all throwing out different names. Um, I wish you guys could get Russ, though. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that, that's my vote. I don't, I don't I would know like if anybody that. cares. I'd but... have no problem with that. Yeah, and especially on NFL Live, I mean, you've got Ryan Clark, RC, yeah. uh, Lewis Riddick with the Pittsburgh Connections as well, too. So plenty of Steeler talk. Is there, a, is there a third of those for you, right? So I think Pickett and Willis are the two that have commanded all the attention this week. Yeah. Is, is there a third, or is that where the gap between those two? Would you put Sam Howell in the same class? Would you put Ritter in the same class? Ritter had a great workout Ritter last had a night. great workout. Sure. You know, I, I covered him a lot uh, through the college football playoff run, oh, okay. and the, the speed is really interesting, right? And um, he's dynamic with his legs. I, I think some, for me, you know, just watching him over those games, and, and listen, I mean, going up against Alabama, like – you're, you're probably not going to win that game, yeah. right? But but either way, um, I, I thought he showed some nice things. The interesting thing about Ritter, if you watch his film, is he a lot of times seemed anxious early on in games. I, it, that seemed to be a theme for him throughout his career, and then he would get better as the game goes along. So I still think there's some, uh, you know, seeing the field and mental development that needs to happen there, understanding of, of the game. I like him. Uh, I would actually throw Matt Corral in there. I yeah. know people are like, yeah. man, he's... He's a little smaller and and whatever, and is it really a fit game? But it, to me, he is the guy, in my opinion, that from an intangible standpoint, from the standpoint of just being a gritty guy who's been doubted his entire career, who has a dynamic skill set when he's healthy. Uh, by the way, this entire season he played hurt, right? And he really got hurt, um, but yet continued to go out there, continued to believe in his team, even though he knew he would be a, a high draft pick. So I, I like him a lot. I think he's getting lost in the conversation a little bit. He didn't throw yesterday. Um, you know, that the further we get away from the season, right, the more people are just talking about these combine sure, moments, sure. And the, you know, and it's like, let's remember what the tape showed <laughs> in, in uh, how to evaluate these guys too. You mentioned the the playoffs in Alabama and all that, and I'm not implying Steeler. They're going to pick first overall yeah. next year, but He's going to be the cream of the crop next Ooh, year, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you probably know more about him than our listeners. I haven't even gotten close to that far, and we're really looking ahead. But what kind of prospect is he? Yeah, I mean, that's special. A, well, but so that's, I think, a really important piece of the conversation mm-hmm. for the Steelers. Right, because right. do you say, let's just wait another year and see try where, to see, see where if we can land. get him, right? right. right. And, 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 you know, they might land in a, in a way to to get Bryce Young, you know, or mm-hmm. maybe there's some things he could move around or some trades that would happen. Um, he is electric. Now he is a little bit small uh, that, you know, that's going to be, that'll be probably the biggest question about him. But I, I have yet to see a quarterback as young as he was and is who 
is so elevated mentally already. And, um, you know, Bill O'Brien, of course, was the offensive coordinator there for Alabama, and he coached some great quarterbacks. And even in talking to him in the lead up to the national championship and, and before that, so much of what he said was, I'm going to Bryce and saying, hey, what do you think? What what should we be doing schematically? Wow. He's coming back saying, let's try this or do this and that. And of course, they dealt with a ton of injuries with their receiving core, um, you know, and even Jamison Williams going down in the national championships. They had to change a lot of their odds around because they didn't have the dynamic threat of Waddle and Williams and all, you know, all sure. these guys. Mechie, um, right. Mechie, right. So it, it, it all came down to, you know, being able to adapt. And Bryce Young brought up a lot of those suggestion. So I, I think that speaks to the type of person, the type of football mind that he is. Advanced. The skill set is yeah. unbelievable, you know, and I, I actually think he probably didn't run as much as he would or could. Um, they were trying to keep him healthy, right? So they they threw the ball a little bit more and he relied on that a little bit more than I think maybe he would, you know, at the next level if, if given the right opportunity. Okay. Last one I've got for you. We, we've spent obviously a ton of time in Pittsburgh over the last months, weeks, discussing who's going to be the next QB1. You know, when you're having that conversation for the first time in, in nearly two decades, mm. you also have to replace your general manager for, right. the, for the first time in, in two decades. Lewis Riddick, a guy who's in that conversation, yeah. a guy who you know and spend time with, what would make him a good general manager of the Pittsburgh Steelers? You know, even yesterday on NFL Live, we had uh, Lewis on the show, and I'm just constantly impressed by his breadth of knowledge of prospects of the league, the connections, understanding so many things that that really allow you to say, here's how you build a team, right? And, um, you know, it's not that the Steelers are in any sort of rebuilding mode, but I think just buying this incredible brand in the NFL, and a, a team that is always at the center of what we care about in the league, right? I mean, if you think about big name teams, the Steelers are always yep. there. And I think he understands and respects that and, and obviously knows the area well, which which I believe as a, a leader of an organization, leader of a franchise, that is a key piece. And Lewis is just somebody too who gets what matters, right? Like connecting to the players and, and making them feel valued and also understanding the business side of things and sure. certainly prioritizing that. And I just think, you know, even too like his time on Monday night football and over these past few years of, you know, talking to all these different teams, those meetings, I've filled in on a few of those games uh, for Lisa Salters on the sideline. Those are in-depth meetings. I mean, you're getting tons information oh, yeah. around the league it's almost it's almost like the best possible preparation you could He's have like an insider now. to be a gm yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah you know more you know that a lot of these guys would ever be at the the table to know because they've been with their team or they've been you know in a different role so um i hope the best for lewis obviously we don't want to lose him at espn but i think he would be an incredible general manager we are up against a break here we have got to uh to go but laura rutledge of espn our guest here on radio row thank you so much for your time thank you guys thank you. i appreciate it let me know if you need any more info on you know these future quarterbacks down the That's road. We'll, we'll have to continue this conversation next <laughs> exactly. year right here on Radio yeah. Row. Uh, we're going to get to break. Two hours in the books, four more hours to go here on SNR. Our ongoing combine coverage continues on Radio Row. Don't go anywhere. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards.